You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove. Welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove, and joining me is super producer Jason. Greetings. (laughs) Hey, and uh, thanks for tuning in. This morning, today, uh, whenever, this evening, that you're uh, listening to this for the second part of our interview with uh, Russell Accord. Uh, Russell was a great guest. Uh, among his many uh, titles, this TV star uh, of the show Expedition Bigfoot that was on the Travel Channel, uh, he is the organizer of the International Bigfoot Conference, which we suggest you go and uh, check out the website if you have any interest in maybe taking a little uh, vacation to uh, Washington and checking out that uh, conference. It looks like it's going to be a good time. Yes, then, it will. Um, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get a chance to get out there and attend that conference at some point. That would uh, that looks like it would be a really neat uh, experience to go uh, rub shoulders with uh, some of the real stars of the uh, cryptid world. Yes, indeed. And Jerry. And Jerry. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, something else that you guys will hear about uh, that Russell is involved in is a talent management group called Corridor 13, which is really neat. Uh, he uh, represents a lot of the people that you would see on the Travel Channel shows, the History Channel shows that you would see speaking at uh, a lot of these conferences. Um, you know, you'll hear more about that. It's kind of a cool thing. It's it's kind of a little boutique of uh, talent. If you uh, are having a conference or something and you want somebody to come speak, 
Russell is the man to uh, contact. So, uh, how's it uh, how's it going though, Jason? Otherwise, um, in this uh, kind of weird, uh, everybody's sort of locked down state that we're in right now with the uh, the uh, coronavirus scare that's going on. Yeah, with this coronavirus scare, everybody seems to be uh, kind of thrown off kilter a little bit, which is understandable. People are concerned about their health. But uh, right now, I think we got the perfect thing for them. We got to sit back and... Uh, you got toilet... Wait, wait a second. You got extra toilet paper? <laughs> no, I don't have that for them. I got something that's just as good, though. We got a little project that we uh, are doing now called the Midweek Howl. It's just Ooh, something yes. where you can just sit back a little bit and uh, in the middle of the week and enjoy a little humor and try to brighten your day and take your mind off of this cor- uh, coronavirus stuff. Yeah, so when you're, when you're listening to this episode of the podcast, we'll have already released the third Midweek Howl. They come out on Wednesday mornings. Yeah, that so, is correct. Uh, yeah, so if, once you get done with this episode, if you didn't get to check out uh, the Midweek How, go back and, and find it. And if you're missing it, the new episodes that come out, make sure, what you know, whatever, you know, if you listen to it on Spotify, follow it. If you listen to it on Apple, uh, subscribe to it or whatever it is. So whatever podcast uh, platform you listen to, make sure you follow it, like it subscribe to it so you don't miss any of the new episodes and while you're there doing that if you you know rate us uh leave a leave a positive comment we hope um all that stuff is super super important uh it helps move us up in the list and makes more people uh, aware of the from the shadows podcast and kind of helps us out uh, as we try to grow the podcast and grow our audience oh absolutely and i want to interject and say something about that too a lot of people do not listen to podcasts i just found this out i thought everybody did but not everybody (laughs) is on the podcast but what they do like to do is everybody likes to watch youtube videos well we have a youtube channel and uh, if you don't want to be involved with Spotify or or uh, TuneIn or Apple Podcasts or any of those podcatchers, well, then you can listen to our audio podcast through YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. So so what, what I think Jason is trying to say, because if you don't like to listen to podcasts, you're not going to hear this message. So, <laughs> so if you are listening to this podcast, make sure... Tell your friends to uh, to check us out, and if you guys have any stories, any uh, any kind of uh, ghost, UFO, cryptid stories, reach out to us on our socials: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, or you can go to our our website, the From the Shadows Podcast website, and send us a message because. I mean, I got one last week from somebody that's going to be a future guest. Um, so get get a hold of us. Tell us your story, especially if it relates to something we've already done, because um, we'd love to hear it. Uh, you, too, can be a guest and tell your story on the From the Shadows podcast. Like 
the guy coming up next, Russell Accord. So thanks for tuning in. Check out Russell. Then go check him out on his socials, uh, his Facebook, his Instagram, everything. Um, Check out the International Bigfoot Conference website. Uh, Check out the talent on his Corridor 13. All those people are great. They've done some really good things, written books, been on TV. You know, follow the community. See what they're up to. Because uh, if you like this, you're going to like everything they're doing. Absolutely. So, So... Here comes the episode. Thanks for listening to us. We'll uh, check you out later. Yes. Tune in, folks. You're going to love this. Have a good night. Enjoy. So I I always thought the only way you could make that much heat disappear is submerge it in ice-cold water, and then the heat is gone. But there was no water for that thing to get into at that distance. So one of the theories that has been kicked around with Bigfoot is this idea that, and this pushes the envelope somewhat for some people, um, is that Bigfoot uh, is able to, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, some sort of interdimensional being where they're able to pass through portholes that we don't see, and that's how they're able to be incredibly elusive or to be able to you know, <clears throat> travel great distances. And, and I know some people are you know, really big in that theory. Some people really think that's far-fetched oh, um, shape-shifting Elisa what's that I said it was shape-shifting shape-shifting so what are your thoughts on that Russell since you're a flesh and bone guy I I am I'm strictly flesh and blood I don't buy into the whole shape-shifting and portal bit but here's here's the what good here's where it gets weird <clears throat> everything is based on you, you know you've got uh, folklore um, Native American discussion of shape-shifting, like uh, Alicia just said. You've got um, people that talk about one foot in the in the spiritual realm, one foot in the physical world. World, you know, and there's this stuff that's been talked about forever. And I'm I'm not ready to buy in on it yet. I have to I have to be able to walk up and touch it and say, okay, that's real. I have to be able to, you know, understand it and be able to wrap my limited education around what I'm seeing or physically what I'm what I'm touching so I don't know if I'm ready to take that leap yet of it being a interdimensional or cloaking or shape-shifting something with that kind of technology would far surpass anything that we've ever done um, aside from the Manhattan Project or, or I'm sorry the Philadelphia Project the uh, and that was was so cutting edge for its time, but I don't know that an a for lack of a better term, an animal that inhabits the forest can that, ha, that would have that kind of technology. So I I try to figure a a basic standard way for me to explain where the ther- thermal went, or where the heat went, or how this thing is so elusive and able to hide if it was that good at portals shape-shifting interdimensional it would never reveal itself to us to begin with because if it if it wants to stay out of our path why would it ever present itself in any form except to just you know entertainment and strictly mess with us that's that's a good point right there i mean if you can 
never be seen, why would you even risk it? You know, for somebody. Right. For the somebody. other the other thing they talk about, you know, that there's mind speak that the uh, you know, and I've I'm not ready to 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 grab onto that one either. Where people say, well, Bigfoot speaks to me. It, it tells me that I need to go do something or well for something that to speak to you in your native language without ever having contact with you to be able to speak your native language is they're able to speak interdimensionally why in the heck would they take a big stick and beat on a tree to communicate (laughs) i've i've not been able to get to that part either so I, I don't I don't you know take a whiz on everybody's theory. They could all be right, and I could be the wrong guy. I don't mind. Yeah. But I, it, it has to make sense to me in a very, very logical form. I, I work in a business where I need proof, I need data, I need science, I need logic, and it has to make sense to me. So that's where I'm at with with the uh, the cloaking, the interdimension, the mind speak, those sorts of things. Well, well, I think what was really cool about then that that footage of the uh, infrared heat signature was then that you guys showing it to the expert. I don't remember what his name was, and him basically looking at it and saying, "Well, it looks like there's a there's a great ape out here, and you know wherever you guys were." I mean, that's an expert in his field seeing what you know the the heat signature, seeing how it moved that it seemed to uh, have the characteristics of what an ape would. Right, and the, the whole theory of the, the giant pithecus, you know, l- largest primate that we've ever found from a fossil record went extinct about 100,000 years ago, um, that from his standpoint that, yeah, that that heat signature could be. And then, of course, going to the, the godfather of Bigfoot, Bob Gimlin, and getting his, his take on a good friend of Elisa's. And Russ's. And Russ. <laughs> and Russ. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm with you, Russell. I'm a uh, I'm a flesh and bone guy. That I think these are biological creatures. I don't know that there's anything supernatural about them. Um, just probably you know, like great apes, not easy to find. I mean, I think if you just said, hey, look, I'm going to drop you off in the Congo, go try to find you a great ape, wouldn't be that easy to do. And on, right. and on an evolutionary scale, I think probably the, 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 the Sasquatch is probably, from an intelligence standpoint, probably greater than the average ape. And the average ape is actually pretty, pretty, you know, look, they've been able to teach ape sign language. So, you know, I think they're probably from a... We can't even get Jerry to sit still while we're talking. <laughs> and we can teach you great ape sign language. <laughs> so, so Russell, one of the one of the topics that comes up from the say the doubting Thomas of of Bigfoot lore is food source, and, and you know, there's various ranges there from being seven feet tall to twelve feet tall, from weighing six hundred pounds to twelve hundred pounds. But but regardless of that, an animal that big would have to consume how many calories per day? per pound in order to be able to function, to be able to hunt, to be able to traverse, as you described, pretty tough terrain. Um, and, and so what food sources out there? You know, and especially the Pacific Northwest, during the winter months, there's no foraging 
I think, for these things. And, and as far as, you know, people say, well, you know, they eat deer. I just can't believe a bipedal creature is going to be able to catch a four-legged animal. I think that the physics behind that just doesn't make sense. So what's your thoughts on that? I am actually really glad you asked because I've been asked that a lot. My, my theory is, let's, let's take a step back. Let's pretend that we're not even talking about Bigfoot. I've hunted my whole life in Montana. We had a family of seven. I was, it was my dad and I, we were the only ones that hunted. So I hunt for my food. And for me, uh, going out and elk hunting, which an elk is a very, very large animal. I mean, you're talking 1,200 pounds. It's a big, it's big as a horse. Okay, so you've got elk that are out in the forest. If you find an elk and you take a, get an elk down, you got to worry about getting all the meat out to feed your family for the for the next year. That's just how it, that's just nature. That's how it works. So you get you get a couple guys from Ohio that go out in the in the uh, in my elk country, and they walk around out there and they say, "There's no elk out there. There's nothing out here." It's because you're not familiar with. That how they how they move around in the woods. Elk are very very hard to find. They're very stealthy, very quiet, and they're huge animals. But they still can get by you. They'll they'll actually get in the deepest darkest forest, and they'll bed down and they won't move. You'll walk within twenty feet of them, and if they think that you're not going to see them, they won't move. And for us, we see things that move, and that's what triggers us to pay attention to it. If it's something sitting still. And we're the ones moving. We're likely not going to see it. The animals—that's how they—that's how they get along in the forest. So let's take this elk again. It's a big, giant animal, and it eats in order to survive winter, summer, and how to get around. Generally, and you—and you can go through the forest and never see an elk. They're there. I can guarantee you they're there. I can show you the tracks. I can actually show you an elk if if, if we just wait long enough. But you've got an elk that eats a tremendous amount of food to, to make a body that large survive. But elks generally run in herds of anywhere from 50 to 200 and on. I mean, there's huge herds of elk. And they're all surviving on what's out there laying on the ground as far as vegetation. So for an entire herd of elk to survive in any national forest, it's quite simple for me to understand that, that a bipedal creature could eat very, very well and not even miss a, a beat um, would be able to survive in, in, in the same environment that is feeding entire herds of elk. Yeah, I, th- I think bear, that's Bear, deer, elk, so they're, they're all surviving on it. Yeah. And a that's bear, like a, I'm telling you, I've seen some big bear. That, that's <laughs> a good, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, we... Uh, living, uh, you know, my family has a has a farm and we have animals and stuff, and it's not like we're going out and feeding the uh, sixteen hundred pound uh, cows a uh, hundred pounds of food every day so they can survive. They they don't eat all that much. I mean, once you get to that level, you're just maintaining. Um, even right. the horse that we had, you know, you feed it like five slices of hay a day, and that's about that's about it. So I mean, you can. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at Jerry. He probably does not eat 75 pounds of food a day to maintain his felt. I'm not so sure you're right. Which brings us to the burning question. You were out there a couple hundred yards away from something very large. 
you've been out hunting with Sasquatch Bigfoot in your experience now for 40 some years. Do you believe it's possible for any man, especially Jerry, to physically confront <laughs> something like that? And number one, I don't know why you would want to, but come away and uh, be able to t- tell about it, talk about be it. Be able to tackle it. Yeah. Let's get down to brass tacks. Yeah. <laughs> physically drop your shoulders, grab its leg, pick it up, drop it on the ground. Yeah. I mean, because you seem like a, a very tough. Military, military survivalist yeah. guy. And I don't think that you would even consider it. So, The only way that I would put my hands on something of that nature is if it put its hands on me first. If it, if it, was, if it was coming after me, that's the only way. I would never go and invite a wrestling match or a sparring match with anything of that size. Um, I can take down a, a pretty big guy when it's necessary. Don't really want to, and especially at my age, it's it's for me. It's not about whether I want to or not. It would have to be a survival thing. If I got that close, I would uh, I would try to get as many selfies as I could, grab a handful of chest hair for DNA samples, and run as fast as I possibly could. Wait, but Russ, as far as do... wrestling, one to the what's that? Would you do senior pictures with the Bigfoot too? <laughs> <laughs> I would get. I would get as many pictures as I possibly could. With a Polaroid, though. Well, ironically, uh, you seem to uh, have just described Jerry's dating life in general. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes out on dates, he grabs some hair off their head. And takes as many pictures for proof as possible. To prove uh, that somebody actually went out with you. Yeah. It's sort of like a troglodyte-type date. So, so, um, so what's, and I, I don't know how much you could say, is... What is the uh, chances for a season two of Expedition Bigfoot? I know that, well, I've been talking to the, the producer, you know, and I know that they're discussing it to see if it's something that's in the, in the cards. Uh, as far as the teammates, we're all for it. We're definitely ready to hit the, tra- you know, hit the trail again and get back out there. Um, if we get a season two, it'll, I think it'll still be a little bit of time before we hear about it, and I know that as soon as we hear about it and we're allowed to talk about it, we'll certainly jump on and say, hey, everybody, prepare yourself for, you know, another season. But um, I know that they're talking about it, but I think it all comes down to uh, legitimately as much as we want to, the network is the one who is paying the producers to uh, get our experiences on film. So if they don't see the numbers or if they don't see the uh, logic behind it, then we're we don't have a say in it. So so, so we're hopeful. This, this leads me then to since since you're not going to be busy being a television star, you're you were able to uh, organize the this year's International Bigfoot Conference. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and how long you've been involved uh, putting that on and what it entails? Because all I see is a, is Alexandra? Okay. She goes to all these cool things and has pictures taken with all these famous He's one of them. People. Yeah, I know. I've seen them. Like, so tell us, and all of our listeners who, because um, Ohio has a couple cool conferences, but, I mean, you, I mean, the International Bigfoot Conference, that sounds like it's just amazing. Like, who's who, everybody's there. So tell us a little bit about it, and... Because um, I want to know why uh, Alice here keeps uh, 
keep gets to keep going and, and rubbing elbows with the stars. And at, hopefully this year I can. Yeah, at these. Make so it tell, there. Tell us what tell us what one of these is about in case. We Amy have, just has it lucky like that. Amy just <laughs> okay. So tell us like you know what this is about, how you got to uh, to start this, and what people if they do want to head out to Washington, uh, when it is, how they get. Uh, uh, how do you get tickets? How do you get tickets? You know, who's going to be out there? You know, that sort of thing. Um, International Bigfoot Conference. It's uh, I ran it three years in a row and started building a, a heck of a crowd. Last year, I didn't get to because of the filming schedule. This year, I've just I just said, look, I know for a fact that even if we are filming, if if we're lucky enough to get the show, um, that we will not be in the in the woods. Uh, over Labor Day weekend because that's getting into hunting season. So I, I guarantee you the network would never put us in the forest with with men with guns. That's just a really bad idea. So I was very confident with the idea that um, I could do it again this year. I put together, um, I invited some people to be speakers at this conference that you would never meet anywhere else on the planet. Um, of course, Dr. Jeff Meldrum and Bob Gimlin will be there. You can't have a conference without having those guys there. They're they're just knowledge base and historical that you can't imagine. Um, I brought in what I did was I brought in some really really dynamite speakers, but on the flip side of it, I have special guests that are not going to be speakers that I brought in as well, so that people like Adrian there can meet <laughs> um, people that she wouldn't normally get to meet um, that are in the field or in that have an interest in the Bigfoot where not, I see, I, I, you can only have so many speakers, but I wanted, I wanted good guests. So I brought guests that people will be able to meet too. Rocco from, uh, uh, Mayans MC, the big, big hit show on TV. That was this, the spinoff from sons of anarchy. Um, he'll be here. My MC this year is from the curse of Oak Island, Maddie Blake. Ah. You know, it's just just got some really, really great people that are that are showing up. Um, two of the people that are on the expedition Bigfoot, Ronnie LeBlanc and Dr. Maria Mayer, are also both speakers at the conference this year. But I got a guy that uh, he I need to find a way to really promote him, um, James Vieira. Um, he's been on History Channel all. I mean, just he's just been all over the place. But he does a presentation in Search for Lost Giants, and he's got um, one of the most compelling, amazing presentations I've ever seen. Because he goes to all these historical locations, he looks at the bones, the skeletons of these big giants, and he looks at. Um, the stonework that's been carved out that you and I would never get an opportunity to, to go see. I, I've been so, trying, I've been trying to set something up with him to get him on the podcast. Cause I, uh, I remember the show he did with his brother, right? They were, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I thought it would be fascinating. It'd be something a, a little bit different to, uh, bring to our guests too. So if you, uh, if you have any polls, James, you know, you might want to point him our way. Well, here, here's the fun part. Um, uh, actually, I ha- well, I do. I have James coming. I have Travis Walton from, do you remember the, the show uh, I in the, or Fire in the Sky with oh, the guy yeah, that, that was, abducted by? 
That was yeah. that scene in Fire in the Sky where he wakes up and he's like in the pod with like the, uh, yep, like a webbing. Like that was one of the most terrifying yeah. scenes. I mean, you're like, oh my god, ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, he'll he'll be at that conference this year. But as far as James Vieira, let's let's switch gears for a second. Um, I I want to really get people. Uh, to look up internationalbigfootconference.com and have a look at that so they can actually see a little bit more about James, a little bit more about Travis Walton and Dr. Morea and the speakers that are going to be there. But I have a, I have a, a, a group that I have on making a presence on uh, site or online, I guess. It's called quarter13.com. Um, C-O-R-I-D-O-R and the number's one three. And it's a talent agency. And it just so happens James Vieira is one of those guys. So next time I get on the phone with him, I'll ask him if he would um, have time to get on the radio with you guys because I think that would be a lot of fun because he's <laughs> highly intellectual, very, very smart man. Now, is there any truth that you are going to use the opportunity today to announce that Jerry is going to become a, a member of the Corridor 13 talent pool. <laughs> and that I, I wanted to do that, but he hasn't signed the contract yet, so I can't. He's, he's, being, uh, he's being very, very um, – he's still making up his mind on that. Well, his agent is, uh, is a very difficult guy to work with. <laughs> a- Andrea will talk and to I, him. She'll get him straight. <laughs> yeah, I was going to see if we could get Andrea signed on. Well, who um, so who are some of the other uh, oh, because because I have I've seen you see these conferences and you see uh, you know there's all these speakers and like you said guests so you have a roster of uh, people who are potential speakers and guests that people could contact you and bring to their event so you know kind of give some of our uh, listeners an idea of the different. Uh, talent that you that you represent that they could in fact maybe contact you and have come uh to their event uh one of them is jim Vieira. we just got done talking about him he's um he's amazing um rocco from mayans mc um he's actually one of them maddie blake from the curse of oak island none other than bob gimlin he's actually on the roster one of your one of your people you had on your podcast dr rebecca foster Yes, Dr. Rick Foss. Yeah, she's, she's, fan- she's fantastic. I mean, she's fantastic. I can't uh, can't argue with having her on the roster. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Um, Ronald Murphy. He does. Uh, um, he's a scriptwriter for some of these films, and, the, and has a bunch of books out. He's actually pretty very talented guy. Um, I'm adding five more today. I, I hope they go on today, um, but I won't. I can't announce them until they're actually on the uh, on the roster. But I got a guy in in uh, um, England that is uh, he's going places. Let me tell you about this guy. He is going places. Um, I'm going to try to keep him busy. He's he's pretty astonishing speaker. Um, but another one from New York and a few from back east. But you'll see uh, you'll see the roster growing as uh, the business grows. So it's coming along pretty good. Um, so that one, you can find those guys at quarter13.com. And then uh, I hope that you guys get an opportunity to make it out to the International Bigfoot Conference. That's, I think you're going to find a lot of fun there. I would love to come. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that would be great. Definitely. Amy, we'd love to have you. <laughs> I'll see what I can do between all my conferences. Yeah, she's yeah. Hey, she's got a full slate of conferences that she's going to, to to speak to. We can hardly get her to talk on the podcast, <laughs> but then she's going out and talking to all these hundreds of people. I don't. I well, don't. that's Andromeda for you. Andromeda. <laughs> 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 up. I might go because it's Russ and Bob, and I love those two, so I might just have to go. What's that say about us? Though? I love you, you guys too, but oh, okay. it's Bob yeah. Gimlin and Russ. Oh, okay. Oh, Russ. You, sir, know Bob Gimlin. I, yeah. I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> so, so how do so where so the dates of the International Bigfoot Conference are? You said Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend, September four, five, and six. Okay, and how do, um, I mean, do you guys have hotel? I mean, I don't even know exactly what's the town where where you guys are having Spring Hill Suites, the Hilton Garden Inn, the oh, Quality which, Inn. The judge is already. <laughs> on somebody's the on the website. I'm on the website right now. That, which I'm one are we going to? <laughs> is that Jerry? No, it's the judge. The it's judge a, is on it. Oh, Jer- Jerry. Can't okay, read. Jer- Jerry's still sleeping. You know, you leave it up to the smart guy to actually pull up the website and be able to say anything. I shouldn't have given Jerry any credit. Sorry about that. <laughs> so I'm looking at pictures on here, and and I don't know if these people are going to be here or they've been at your previous ones, but Ken Gerhardt, who's been a guest in our mm-hmm. show, uh, Lyle yep. Blackburn. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, yep. Bob Gimlin. You mentioned him. I get to see Ken yep. in April. For really my good people. I'm speaking that. So there's so there's a picture that says Beast of Bray Road. I see that. Where is that? I'm, I'm looking for that. Glory Accord <laughs> for IBC. Beast of Bray Road. I don't do that. It's a werewolf. Yeah, she's our she's our um, photographer. She's okay. she's the one who gets the pictures of uh, Travis Walton, Bob Gimlin, the Night Stalkers. Um, she. She's just all over the place. Um, but there's there's a couple of years. Let's see. You're only looking at, uh, let me see, 2018. Look at 2016. Right. There's a bunch of pictures in there. Um, yeah, I'm scrolling down. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, who's who of who's who of, of people in yeah. the cryptozoology world? Know, yep. If you double click on each of the years, you'll see the previous years too. You know, I've had Lyle there a couple times. Um, I think you had Adam oh, too, didn't you? Yeah, I've had Adam there every year, every single year. And I told him, hey, Adam, you coming this year? He said, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Are you kidding me? What's wrong with you? Thank it, Adam. <laughs> yeah. But we have, uh, just looking over the different years, you know, we've had some really, really great guests. But it seems to keep growing, which is fantastic. Um who was I going to say? Um, uh, Sasquatch Chronicles. Wes Germer will be there uh, oh, yeah. po- uh, broadcasting live. And um, I don't know if you've heard of Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. He will be yes, there as well. Yes, Clyde Lewis. Doing yes. his, yeah. He's local over there in Portland, isn't he? Yeah, he's not too far away. He's a few hundred miles away is all. Yes. But it's been a, it's been a great uh, conference. And just watching it grow and bringing people in that that are are um, just really interested, but I always each year I have to try to up my last year and bring in you know more excitement and more guests that you don't normally get to meet. But 
I'm actually still working on a couple other things um, for this conference that would be some more surprises along the way, but um, it's always a lot of fun. It's just good food, good people, good hotels. The Spring Hill Suites is actually attached to the building, so you never even have to leave the building if you if you don't want. You just go from your room, walk down to the lobby, and you're into the conference convention center. So, so um, how many people do you guys expect to be there this year as far as, like, attendance? Uh, last year we had 1,200, a little over 1,200. Um, this year I think we're going to make that number look small. It's the From what we've sold in tickets so far, it's pretty impressive. I've sold out. We're, I'm almost done with my VIP tickets. Uh, in fact, I'm going to pull up right now real quick while I'm on the phone with you. Um, my VIP tickets, which are the dinners, uh, the those are almost done. I think we're sold out on which night? Um, I think Saturday night is sold out. I think I have just a few left on Friday, but I'll tell you here shortly. But ticket sales have just gone through the roof. It's been kind of funny. I didn't expect it that many to go this quickly. Uh, let's see. Saturday night VIP is sold out. Friday night VIP dinner, we still have a few left. But once those are gone, the only thing that will be left will be general admission tickets. So if anybody so, listening wants to wants to get the – Once you get a VIP ticket, they better get on it. They better get on it. Yeah, and those won't last. I still think that um, we could come up with a good uh, like exhibit that people would want to pay money to, and that's Jerry trying to tackle different <laughs> – Different things. Maybe we start out with a, a bear. bear cub. <laughs> I say yeah. starts with a with a feral dog. A feral dog. See if tackle feral dog. Feral dog. I think on the feral dog. <laughs> you know, if you want the practice, Jerry, we can do this. I have a buddy of mine that I used to work out in the gym with. He's six foot ten, weighs three hundred and forty pounds. So he's just this little petite fella. I can put him in a bigfoot costume. You can come to the uh, conference. We'll set up a cage, and We'll we'll sell tickets, and you can go in and try to bring this guy down. And I'm I got my money on 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 the Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> all I could see all I could see is one of those like little sideshow exhibits, like it used to be at the state fair. Like, oh, it's kind of like the dump tank, you know. You try, hey, come here and see if you can tackle Bigfoot. Yeah. Jerry comes out like a loincloth, like Tarzan, <laughs> and uh, greases himself up. Oh dear oh, Lord! And, uh, you know, he goes, he gives him a. Has a row with this thing, and and uh, and people can you know you can bet on it. I guess, you ever, I you ever see King Kong when he's on the building and he's swatting the little planes to the yes. ground? That's kind yes. of what I'm picturing. <laughs> I think Russell, no matter how you slice it, you make out like a bandit on this, whether betting or just charging admission. <laughs> I know Although, it. I know. I had to place a bet though. The put a sign up. Bring your kids. The problem is, is are you allowed to cross state lines now, Jerry? Yes, <laughs> I haven't broken any laws. I just want. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jerry, Russell, don't worry. There's no schools anywhere close either. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh. Although Jerry has not broken any statutory law, there's certain laws of, of you know, natural laws and laws of man of that I think that he is good. probably tiptoeing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you gotta, you gotta sign a, a medical waiver, Jerry, before you climb in a cage with this boy. He's a big fella. Oh my, <laughs> Jerry's That's over here. Oh, I, I hurt him too, man. He's gonna figure this out. <laughs> well, what, uh, 
what else do you have coming up between now and the International Bigfoot Conference? I mean, that you got a couple months. What what else do you got planned? Is there any uh, is there any other conferences that you're going to go as a guest and speak at that somebody can can go check out and meet you? Yeah, there's one in Tennessee, and I can't remember the dates, which I'm, I apologize for not having the dates for that. I know it's um, in July because me and Mom might come. Okay, it. yeah, I'm supposed to speak in July, I guess. Then, um, <laughs> thanks, Aubrey, for that. Um, <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta get. Uh, I'll have a presentation there, and then there's a couple other ones. But I, we have planned. Bob and I have planned to do a couple things where I'll get some film and actually put it out there where he and I are actually going to go out and do some research together oh. by Bumping Lake and a few other places. But, and I believe that later on today, I'll be doing some Facebook live with Bob, um, just to, just to touch bases with everybody too. Hey Russ, guess what? Thank you. Me and my mom over on uh, Camp Fire Perfume today, just for you. Camp Fire Perfume. <laughs> Here I thought I thought Jerry hadn't showered this morning. <laughs> this is clearly an inside joke. Uh, yes. Yeah. Annabelle is so intuitive. Uh, <laughs> so so before we wrap this up, do you um, are you able to uh, talk about the uh, the documentary that you guys are doing with uh, on Bob? Actually, I've been working for going on three almost four years now, and what I'm doing is it's. There's little previews of it out and about, but I'm not, um, I'm not completed with it yet. I'm doing a, a, a documentary on Bob now. It's what Bob goes through, going through the, uh, when we do research together, when we're on the highway together, when we go to conferences together, and Bob talking about his life. My first documentary I did with Bob <laughs> was a kind of a, I didn't really know what I was doing yet. And when I took it to the guy that did the editing, um, he really squared me away. He taught me a lot about editing, filming, lighting, sound, everything. So what I'm putting together now will be light years ahead of what his first documentary was. It's about Bob's life now. A little bit about where he was. He talks about the, his experience, but I want people to have a much better feeling when they finish this documentary that they actually know Bob as a person and not just this legend. They actually have a, a much more personal, intimate look of, of what Bob is about. So, and I, that's going to take some time to get done because there's a couple other things I want to capture. I took him to uh, California. I had him walk the same path that Patty walked. Um, I actually had him walk down the, the trail where he and Roger actually walked 50 some years prior. So it's, it's historical. It's touching. It's, it's emotional. It's just um, something I've been putting together. And once it's done, um, it's going to be a, a great little show. It'll be a, um, something worth looking at. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, just good. as a as like as the as a fanboy approach to it, to be able to go out with Bob Gimlin <laughs> and walk down by the riverbed where where they saw Patty would just give you goosebumps to say this is where you know history. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, pop culture is was made on that on that particular day. I'd be a, an awesome experience. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a, a great experience. Bob is an, a pretty incredible guy, and the mm-hmm. things that he's gone through in his life to get from 
where he is to now at 88 years old he is um just incredible such an active guy well russell it has been awesome getting to talk to you today uh i think uh, i think anybody who has not watched the show expedition bigfoot after hearing you talk you know they're going to help needs help. Well, it wasn't going to be so harsh. I just thought maybe they would go out and, and check it out. Okay? And, uh, yeah, definitely. and let's hope that uh, let's hope that people are uh, able to get out there to the International Bigfoot Conference. And if you can't get to the International Bigfoot Conference, go check out Russell's uh, Facebook page or his website and see the other places that he's going to be speaking and go... Uh, Go say hi. I think I think obviously Russell's gonna welcome you with open arms and, mm-hmm. and probably take a pic. I mean, uh, who knows what <laughs> Alex here is gonna do? You know, <laughs> next time she sees him. And then if you if you're listening and you you need some some talent to come to your uh, conference, check out corridor13.com and get a hold of Russell. And because uh, um, like I said, we've we've talked to Dr. Foster. She'd be a great speaker. Um, Russell himself would obviously be a great speaker, so mm-hmm. so check that out. So so Russell, thank you so much for getting up extra early today and no talking problem. to us. It was great, mm-hmm. and I know we're all pulling for a season two of Expedition Big. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. So 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 with that, we'll let you uh, maybe go back to bed and take a nap. <laughs> Or you're, you're oh just... no, I'm up. I'm up for good now. You guys have a great day, and thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Have a good day. Yep. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast, and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at fromtheshadowspodcast.godaddysites.com or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.